We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The Zone Coverage Podcast Network. Feel like Kobe in the fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA Podcast, and we are brought to you by ZoneCoverage.com and the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. It is Thursday, October 24th, which means, at least for the moment, Minnesota Timberwolves are undefeated. Gerson Rosas, you are the president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves. What's up? Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you doing this, Dane. Uh, first one down, got 81 more to go, but it's a good way to start. It is. It is. How do you feel about the title Pobo rather than GM? I, I like I like the GM acronym better. It's old school. <laughs> I, I don't put much thought or value into titles. To me, it's the opportunity and the work and yeah. the group that I work with, the, the team off the court that we work with. That That's what excites me more. I, I was thinking about it just kind of of what I've seen you do this week. You had Monday, you got that town hall thing at, at Target Center. Tuesday, you got the press conference. You what? You fly out to New York after that, where you then put on an event showcasing the the health and wellness program that you got going on. Next morning, I think you said you were at the New York <laughs> Stock Exchange and showcasing who and what the Timberwolves are. Your first game of the season goes into overtime. Now you're here in Charlotte, and you're on my stupid podcast. <laughs> I don't and, know about uh, stupid podcast. You're talking Timberwolves. There's something good about that podcast. But, no, it's it's Bree and her group put put us to work. But it's all for a great cause, and it, it's, it's exciting. When, when you're building a program from the ground up and you're, you're doing something in the manner in which we're doing it, you want everybody to know. So every opportunity we have to share our story, uh, to get people involved, are things that are important to us. Let's talk about last night, obviously. Uh, I mean, I think for me personally, it's one of the most just exciting and most exciting environments that I have, you know, been in to cover a basketball game. 
being that it was Brooklyn, being that it was Kyrie there opening night, and for the game to kind of have have gone has gone as it did. I mean, it was it was kind of quite the way for you to start your basketball game career of this. <laughs> you know, uh, New York is such a great stage for basketball, and opening night made it even more exciting. Uh, but anytime you can get a win, uh, it's it's. It's very fulfilling, especially on the road to start a season. Uh, but the reality, it's 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 a restart for us. It's you know it's a rebirth of our vision, our culture, uh, our environment, and it was the first game where our group was together moving forward uh, and, and playing a regular season game, which is very important to us. But it was very uh, it was very enjoyable uh, to see our guys out there competing. I didn't necessarily think we played well. Uh, we play, we had good stretches. Uh, both offensively and defensively, which was good to watch. But, you know, we're still in the process of getting our rhythm together. Uh, w when you're building an identity on offense and defense, we don't have that consistency that we're going to need down the road yet. So to be able to grid a game out like that on the road opening night when Kyrie had, puts up what he did last night uh, was impressive. You know, our guys had a lot of opportunities where they could have caved and gave up especially in that third quarter the crowd was going nuts and you know we lost the big lead but our guys stayed with it they stayed committed and they fought it and you know Ryan and his and his staff did a great job of making sure our guys were were prepared um, you know our players did a good job of really embracing the moment uh, not losing themselves when things got a little hairy there uh, and we made plays down the stretch I thought you know the defensive stops we got when we needed. The uh, offense-defense substitution was huge at the end of the game. Uh, and our ability to make shots uh, when we needed a score to keep the Nets at bay uh, was huge. So good first start. We still got a lot of a lot of games, a lot of work to do. Uh, but I think it's interesting that you said you don't think you played well. Um, I mean, I, we, we have high expectations, and we know the way we want to play – the system we want to have, it's going to take a lot of effort and time. And the reality of it is in order to get better, you need more reps. Yeah. And there's only so much that you can replicate in the preseason mm -hmm. because it's tough. The preseason is not as much as regular games and regular score. It's more about rotations and lineups and conditioning yeah. and experimenting with, with different guys on the floor. So for us, now that we're playing meaningful games, uh, there's a standard that we have, and uh, offensively, our spacing wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, our shot selection was better, uh, but overall, uh, what excites me is that you know we didn't play well, uh, but yet we won the game, and potentially there are a lot of different areas that we can improve in uh, to help us be better and more consistent as a team. I guess what I could see from from that perspective is the the shift that you want to make in the, the the style of play. I mean, to me, it seemed effective or maybe met or exceeded my expectations of what I was seeing coming in. But maybe for for you, you're more looking at it like we know we want to be playing a certain way, whether it's the spacing, whether it's the shot selection, and that it's just kind of inherently a process to to get to that. I think that's pretty accurate. I, you know, the reality is this, and this this is we'll always push uh, for greatness, even though it's going to take time and there's a lot of sacrifice built into it. But Cat was unbelievable last night, historic night. And yet, uh, you know, having been in this system offensively, uh, I mean, 
a couple of us walked away and we thought, hey, when we're clicking, that guy's going to put up 50 points on a night like tonight. When he's shooting the ball the way he's shooting, when we're getting the matchups we're getting with him in the post and how that opens up our offense, uh, the guy's going to be unstoppable. And that's why we have such a special chance to do something significant here. Uh, and that excites us. So the little things that we can control, better pace. We didn't play as fast as we wanted to. Our spacing has to be better in the corners. Uh, and overall, our ball movement and body movement wasn't where it's at. But it's a credit to our players. Like, they found ways to make plays when they needed to make them. And it resulted in a big win to start the season. It, he, he kind of was both on the perimeter. He shot 11 threes, which is more than he shot in any game of all last season. But you did go to him in the post as well. And I Absolutely. think... For those of us on the outside, you, you, you're thinking, okay, we know they want to change their shot selection some, so immediately you think of shooting more three-pointers, but it's really it's the high-efficiency looks, and the post is Absolutely. for him is equally or close to as effective. Yeah, and, and the layers behind it are this. like Number one, Cat's such a great player. He's got great IQ. He's got great feel. But his impact on the game is so high. Like We're basically in a read-and-react system, and – a lot of it is when he's top of the key or he's in a trailer situation, how the defense guard him really sets up our offense. Because if they put a big on him, then we've got the lane open, we can get the floor spaced. He's either going to do one of two things. He's going to get the space to take his shot or he's going to be able to drive guys, which he's great at. If they go invert and go with a switch, then our floor space, we can walk him down to the post and operate out of that, which he had some unbelievable passes last night. And that really sets the table for us. And I think he's getting comfortable with it. Uh, his teammates are getting comfortable with it. But we have to be more consistent. But when that's going on, like, he's the best shooting big uh, in the game right now. Uh, you know, his ability to get to the foul line. You know, the impact that we had on the penalty yesterday was huge. And the ability to you're in the penalty and you got a guard, Carl Anthony Towns, in the post. We want to be smarter. We want to be strategic. And that's a big layer of it. I, you, you mentioned his distribution out of the post last night. And it was actually, I think it was Jake who shot it in the corner, but Cat yep. had that skip to him across. And I, I, in last season, I thought that was something he added so much to his game was the ability to to be able to read when that double is coming in the in the post there yeah. and, and be able to see the skip on the other side. I mean, I, ironically, in, in Houston, in that playoff series, that was something that he, he, he struggled with in, in that and that you guys were bringing the, the double on him and being able to find that skip. But I just – I think he's, he's clearly taken the next step there and passing out of the post and now kind of – is it fair to say the next horizon is adding – more reads from the top of the key there because it's not just about shooting for him up there absolutely and i think a big a big part of it is how the defense plays him and plays us so the ability for us to move him all over the floor not only top of key but the elbows the post space him out in different areas gives us pretty interesting floor balance and i think his trust in his teammates is important uh and that's connected to our spacing because when we have our corners filled you've got to make decisions either you're going to guard them straight up which Carl's going to win that matchup. And if you double him, he's got the ability to find the open man. We've got guys like Jake Lehman and even Travion Graham that can cut without the ball. So we've got some good things going offensively. And to be fair, you know, I think overall we didn't feel like we played well on that end, but we still put up, you know, over 100 points. We got our shot selection where we wanted to. Uh, but we were effective in transition when the opportunity was there. All right. If you guys are hearing a little bit of background noise here, we are we are at the the team hotel, so uh, bear with us. I, hopefully, I think the audio will, will still be 
Is that your drink back there, Dane? (laughs) Ordered around for us here. Um, (laughs) You and I were talking about talking before this of of kind of I, I, I personally thought it was ironic to play Brooklyn in the first game and the notion that I see um, where, where Brooklyn was a few years ago when they they made an executive change. They made a coaching change, and they really changed the way they were playing, and they changed their culture with, with Kenny Atkinson. And um, and I, I, asked, I asked Kenny about that before the game, and he was like, it was, it's been a long process that they're still just kind of getting to playing the way they want to play, playing, having the culture that they, they want to play with. But he – the main thing he said when I asked him about it, he goes, it required not only the buy-in from my coaching staff, but from the entire organization to to say and agree that we're doing this different. And to me, that just rang so similar to what I've heard from you and from Ryan there. Um, though the three-year timetable, I was like, that that's a while. And um, I, I think to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but what can maybe expedite that process is is finding that continuity of the group right away. That's a, that's what Kat was saying in the locker room after the game. He goes, "We have this unity that is that's already that part's already kind of there, and that's making the transition easier." No, I think that's fair. The other thing, uh, to be fair to uh, Kenny uh, Atkinson and Sean uh, in Brooklyn, is the fact that uh, they didn't have a guy like Carl Anthony Towns when they started yeah, that fair. that restart. So for us. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I was so excited about this opportunity in Minnesota is the vision uh, that we had in this style of play. And uh, it's myself and Ryan. And as we developed this partnership, our vision was similar. And we really challenge each other in terms of what we're doing and how we can expand the horizons of this. And it's something that in this day and age of modern basketball, and it's not just the offense, it's the defense, but the ability to have a central figure like Carl and to surround him with the right individuals around him. And we feel good about it. They're young guys uh, that have very interesting futures, but we feel like we've got a good core in place that can grow together, develop together, and really maximize this system. You know, the playing fast, playing strategic, uh, being dynamic. Those are things that you can't do with just any player, but Carl's versatility and his ability to do so many things really sets the table for that. You mentioned Ryan, and um, I think it's only it's only natural to just if you know Ryan at all that his his affable personality is is not only I think critical to bringing this group together, but will kind of could create a you know a a personality of the whole of or the representation of like what this team is for future for future players to to come in here and know that yeah look we put this together this culture right away do you want to be a part of it is that is that one of the you know main assets you're seeing in in Ryan or maybe not not his only asset of course yeah. but no I, I i definitely think it's part of it and and you know like our our foundation is is pretty straightforward and it's consistent uh it's it's innovation which both of us share that value. Why do we do what we do, and is there a better way to do it? That could be offensively, defensively, how we do game plans, how we set up our floor in practice, uh, how we do practice anything. Player-centric, just the ability to put our players first. Uh, And it could be everything in terms of maximizing them in game or developing them off the court, you know, like the program we had in New York uh, with the nutrition uh, presentation. 
but it's also family-oriented and making it personal and making them a part of, of our family as the Minnesota Timberwolves. But more importantly is the championship-driven aspect of establishing championship standards. And Ryan touched a lot of those boxes for me. And those are my beliefs. Those are things that are important to me. And it's not like I have to – I have a head coach who I've got to talk into those values. Those are values that he values uh, – himself and when you have that um, that alignment piece is something that's powerful for our players so you don't have the division of church and state doing different things we're all on the same page and we're all pushing each other in a way where we challenge each other and he's been in the league 10 plus year I've been in the league almost 20 years so the ability for us to have different experiences different perspectives and to have an unbelievable staff on the court with our coaches and off the court with our front office, we've got a pretty flat organization where guys are pushing each other, they're challenging each other, but they're very passionate about the mission that we have at hand. I was, um, when you kind of mentioned the, the change of culture, the change of scenery, um, I, I think that's interesting from a player perspective and particularly for players, the incumbent players who are coming back here and it's it's long been a something with with Andrew is does does he need a change of scenery to unlock that potential that we we see in him and oftentimes when you think change of scenery you think a new team yep. but but is it could it be with Andrew that this is this new environment that you guys are putting in place is that the change that he does need to hit and maximize that that skill set that he does have that's a great perspective and you know as I you know, I look at all our players uh, from the inside out and really any way that we can help them uh, not only move forward as players but as people as well and uh, understand where they're at and how we can get them where we need them to be for this, for this organization to be successful. Um, and, and I think that's fair. I think the reality is I can't look back because I haven't had any uh, experiences or relationships with them. I can only look forward. And looking forward has meant uh, a lot of conversations, uh, a lot of analysis of what we need from him, uh, what we're demanding from him, and the ability to give him the opportunity to do it. And I know everybody wants it to happen overnight. Unfortunately, the reality is it doesn't. It takes time. And I thought the last game was a sign of growth, and hopefully there's more growth coming. But, you know, his ability to attack the basket is special. Those those baskets that he got late in the game when we needed a score to keep, uh, keep ourselves in the game, he was able to provide. And to be fair to him, you know, the different systems he's been under, the different coaches he's been under, the different – uh, leadership groups that he's been under here it's that lack of continuity has hurt him and all the change and I think now we're going to embrace him uh, but we're also going to challenge him and not just him but everybody on our roster so there's clear lines of communication uh, you know there's clear lines of accountability and there's clear lines of expectations and he's a guy if we talk about having a successful program and moving forward uh, he's got to be a big part of it. I remember when, when you and I spoke at the State Fair, and I thought, I thought it was a really interesting example that you used was Trevor Ariza yep. that had multiple stays with you guys in Houston, and it was kind of when he came back, he was, he was ready. It, it fit him better, yep. whether he had matured or the, the system infrastructure that you guys had in place there made him, kind of took him to another level, and you, you kind of use that as a comparison for Andrew of yep. now – 
he might fit here different, being a different age and being that the system and the culture is, is different. Um, I guess, I don't know, can you expand on that more? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of our development is not just, we don't tell players, hey, you can do this, you can't do that. A big yeah. part of our development program is educating our players to say, hey, if you do these things, not only will you be productive, but we're going to be a better basketball team. And I think that part of the process, it only happens through repetition. You can't cut corners. You can't cheat steps. You've got to live through it. So what we're going through, the progression of it, uh, to some players it comes uh, very naturally, and to others you've got to be in that situation. You've got to continue to get opportunities to grow and develop. And if it's, that's what it feels like it is with him. You know, it's, it's not happening overnight. It's not something that's simple. Uh, but you see a guy that's committed not only to the organization but to this market and wants to have success here. But I tell our guys all the time, anything good in life is hard. And his success, our organization's success is going to be hard. But we're committed to seeing that through. The last thing I want to ask you about in with the home opener just around the, the corner here on Sunday is – is just kind of fan engagement in the role that a president of basketball operations plays in that. Obviously, we have Ethan Casson as the CEO. You have a whole business side. You have the a lot of people who are dedicated to that as well. But in Minnesota, I think it's a it's a particularly you know interesting question because the way I see it is we talked about this too before. It's like the quote unquote state of hockey, but you do have a basketball fan base here too that I think is is waiting for a team is waiting for someone to unlock them, to show them that, hey, we're, we're doing things the right way here, come back. And what, what role, obviously, outside of creating a, a, con, a contender or a champion here, what, what is it that, that you can do to engage those, those fans? I really embrace that opportunity. And, and, and partly for me is, uh, you know, haven't had exposure uh, to Minnesota in the past, you know, in, in different ways or forms by being in the league as long as I have. This is a basketball town, and there's basketball tradition, there's basketball history here. And for me, the opportunity to, to come and be a part of this organization and do something that hasn't been done, you know, uh, to establish a championship organization in the NBA in Minnesota is something that's very near and dear to me. So the fans are a natural extension of that. Like we, we don't do this alone. We need them to be a part of it. And those special experiences, to me, really hit home. You know, I, I didn't play in this league. You know, my, my background is not primarily a basketball background. Uh, I was a fan in Houston growing up when those guys were winning championships, and I remembered what it did to the fans, to the people, to the city, the, a diver, as diverse a city as that is, to see it come together around a basketball team. Is something that really impacted me, and it's driven me. You know, the opportunity to impact an organization and to create such a change uh, in a community over a sport is a very special and rare opportunity that we get. So to me, I, engagement with the fans is a natural part of my responsibility, and uh, they might not agree with everything that we do, and that's fine. The, 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 the reality is a lot of times the fans and, and you guys, the media, don't have uh, the transparent perspective to know everything that's going on. Uh, my, you know, my focus with the fans is just to let them know that we're committed to them. We're doing everything possible 
uh, we're going to be thorough and aggressive to make sure that we build an organization that they can be proud of, an organization that can uh, win a championship here over time. But uh, And also, to be honest, like these type of things don't happen from one day to the next. And it's going to take a lot of hard decisions, and it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Uh, but when you can have a night like we had last night in Brooklyn where, you know, if you looked at the schedule and you thought, hey, opening night, Kyrie's first game, and for us to go in there and just grit that game out, uh, very early stage of our existence, uh, and to put that imprint, that's who we're going to be. And, and Coach said that last night. You know, we're going to be a team that our fans and our city are going to be proud of because we're going to fight every night. We're going to play hard. We're going to play fast. And we're going to play smart. And as we build that up, and I, myself, and my staff do our job of building this team, building this roster. The coaches do their job of developing our players. And most importantly, our players go out and do it day in and day out. Uh, it's going to be something exciting and something that, you know, over time I'm confident we're going to look back and be proud of. As, as just a, somebody from Minneapolis and as a fan of basketball, I, I want that. You know, I, I want that engagement. I think other people do too to, to be able to connect over the Timberwolves and the way you see people connecting on a Sunday over the Minnesota Vikings or the – you know, what we saw with the Minnesota Lynx here in the recent years, or even the Twins making the playoffs this year, there is, there is, there is a fan base here, and I think it's, it's those things. It's, it's showing them we can do this, you Absolutely. know, be believe in it. Minneapolis is such a great sports town, and, you know, uh, the, uh, the people of Minneapolis have, have, have made us feel, me and my, my fam, my wife Suzanne and our family have made us feel very welcome. But there's a passion and there's a desire and there's an urgency for them. And I, and I get it. I understand. There's, there's been some rough times. You can't ignore what's happened in the past. Uh, but we're excited about every day. And it's the little things. Like we can't get caught up. The big things will come in the right time. But the little things of how we're treating our players which players are in this organization and representing us, what we're doing inside our building, what are we doing in terms of all our resources. You know, Glenn and Becky Taylor are committed. They own this organization. They own this team because they love the city. They love the state, and they want to do something meaningful. And when you have that type of support, uh, I mean, you can take it however you want, uh, but what we've done over the last five months uh, it's not scripted. It's not something that's planned. It's real. You know, whether we do family night in Mankato or we go to the Bahamas or, you know, we have family weekend in uh, training camp. Those things happen organically because of the group that we have and what they're about. Those are our values. That's our character. And we feel like in order for us to be the organization we want, we need that type of foundation. That's Gerson Rosas. You are 1-0 undefeated as a president <laughs> of basketball operations. Um, thank you for doing this, man. I, I, I really do uh, my pleasure, Dave. appreciate it. Yes. And uh, look forward to doing it much more often in the future. All right. We'll do that. Um, until next time, I'm Dane Moore. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man. I hope it never stop, yeah. Green and hot so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else around, yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.